<laughs> Welcome to the JR Talk Show. I'm one of your hosts, Robert Burry, joined as always by John Lee. Hi. And Rowan Spears Floyd. Hey. <laughs> Coming at you live on Twitch for the first time. Woohoo. Uh, each week we get together, we talk about movies, everything we love about them, uh, talk about TV, really anything we want to talk about. Um, if you want to hear more of us, you can go to uh, SoundCloud at JR Talk Show. We've also got Facebook.com slash JR Talk Show. Um, you can also follow us at Twitter at Hammerbarrow. Thanks. So let's get into the news, guys. Yeah. So first news story, Mighty Ducks TV series in the works. The Mighty Ducks franchise may be coming to the small screen, sources tell The Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> that ABC's Signature Studios is an early development for a series based on the 1990s dramedy about youth hockey team. A network is not yet attached. I, I just, okay. <laughs> right? Cool. That's fine. That's fine. Like, it, it's sure. Like, I, it seems it. like weirdly like, why now? I what just, what about it is like yeah this is the time it's I just time feel like hockey. it's just like they're they're going through the barrel of nostalgia and yeah. they're like looking through all the ninety kids stuff and they're like what else haven't we touched yet? and they're like well there's this hockey team thing right oh <laughs> oh yeah that thing remember when an actual sports team took the name like, like, <laughs> yeah. 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 like <laughs> of an actual real professional team <laughs> this is so cool guys <laughs> like it's just such a weird how do you make that like a tv series too like i mean you can just basically lengthen it and like add more but like what yeah. does that do to those stories yeah i guess like <laughs> like i mean yeah i don't know it would just be like a teen drama show with hockey Right. Right? Like, that's <laughs> basically what it would be. Maybe you would also have some of the adult drama as well. But uh, uh, just imagine, like, all the, like, soccer mom drama <laughs> stuff on the back. Like, that's just what it becomes. <laughs> so it's like, oh, no. It's just going to turn it really dark, and it's going to be like the, uh, the Archie, the Archie show that's oh, going Riverdale, to, Riverdale, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's like a dark oh, version God, of no. Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Wait, you're making a dark version of the Mighty Ducks? <laughs> totally. Oh. Okay. okay. I mean, if, if they had some really <laughs> funny kids and like actually treated it like the movie, like or like any of those '90s movies, sure, I'll watch it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, if it's funny, yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, moving on to the next story, Netflix in talks to take over third Cloverfield movie from Paramount. Uh, this is from the Wrap. Uh, the third film in producer J.J. Abrams' Cloverfield franchise may not be coming to theater near you. Paramount is in talk with Netflix to take over the rights in most territories for the space station set film starring Elizabeth Debicki, Daniel Bruhl, oh man, Gugu Mbatha-Ra, oh and David <laughs> Olo, uh, according to an individual with knowledge of the project. Uh, this seems super interesting. Yeah, that's definitely really interesting to me. Because this goes with like a lot of the conversations we've had week over week just talking about Netflix and like original content, but also like what else can they get that is unique to them? And then them starting to buy up bigger Properties. movies. Mm -hmm. And even me and John were talking about this. Like, I wonder what 10 Cloverfield Lane did in the theaters. And like, if this would be a better place and more people would watch it because it's on Netflix versus I don't think 10 Cloverfield Lane did terrible, but I don't think it did, you know, um, well, it was also like Cloverfield numbers. They didn't, advertise it like they did the first Cloverfield. Right? Totally. Like oh, Cloverfield fair. had all that like augmented reality stuff going on yeah. with it. The lot of buildup of like you didn't even know what the movie was. It was just like found footage that was revealed in trailers once in a while and you're like, what are we watching? <laughs> yeah. Um so that one had such a hype build up for it and then Ten Cloverfield Lane was just sort of like this sleeper hit where it's just like everyone I know who's seen it likes it. Yeah. But like no one knew it was coming out. Totally yeah like me and John went and saw it it was like super intense. It's like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. But like, 
yeah, came out of nowhere, kind of like, a, oh, this is a Cloverfield movie? Cool. I, uh, we'll go see it. Just the fact that it says it's set in the space station, that gives, like, way more information than they <laughs> yeah, did yeah. for 10 Cloverfield right? Lane. Yeah. <laughs> like, all you know is, like, bunker. Cool. All right. Yeah, space station is going to be an interesting twist, and I think that from seeing the production value that we've seen come out of Netflix, they're probably going to do really well. Probably. Like, sure. I'm just... I still am so baffled and so curious. How does Netflix make its money on this original Well, they were content? saying they had a huge boom in uh, late December uh, in subscriptions. So people subscribe to watch Bright. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, wow. it's one of those things where it's like, that's really the only thing you can point towards as like, they don't have right. any, they didn't give any actual numbers like that, but it's like a, that makes sense, you know, right. that they have that. And especially, you know, I think it's still like a, that time, especially people are gifting. Right. Netflix to people like oh you know I can because you can I've done that before I've really? gifted subscriptions yeah. to people before for like a year because like you know like versus getting them you know something weird you can get them sixty dollars of you know <laughs> right. something and they just get them a year of well I think Netflix. if Netflix continues to go down this lane of eh, of um, <laughs> releasing Cloverfield if if it spray 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 but if if they continue to release like cinematic properties, right? Like they're now doing because they've said they want to go into feature length films, not yeah. just shows. And if those if they are having movies come out on a regular basis as if it was its own cinema, yeah. I imagine that could bring their subscribers back up because then it's just like, oh, I wanna see these movies that are coming out that I can't get anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it now has enough name recognition that people will know that stuff is coming out. Totally. Yeah. One of those like hands down like, yeah, if, if Netflix gets it yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch yeah. it. Yeah, like if they if they just came out of nowhere and said, "Oh, hey guys, we're doing the next Indiana Jones film." Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if they just come out of nowhere like that. Yeah, yeah, everyone's gonna watch it. Yeah, <laughs> of course like, everyone's gonna watch it. I mean, especially if they build with their TV shows with their movies as well. Like, with, they're making another bright movie. Like, right. they're gonna make a sequel that if they start doing that with like you know feature length movies, like it's gonna start building up really quickly. Especially yeah. like with how fast they were starting to make tv content right yeah especially if they handle it similar to their tv content model which is they you know they approve the project they get the fundings and they check in but they're they basically make sure that the project has what it needs to succeed and allow the creatives to do their job yeah right and i think yeah. that if that's the model they follow for like high-end triple-a budget feature films i think we could see like a real fight against the upcoming disney streamer right mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Sure. like yeah. as like a that's such a like a such a white whale thing like, yeah it could be it could be so huge or it could be like really weird like i'm i'm gonna hedge my bet and say that we're gonna see more announcements like this in the next couple months from netflix i bet, I yeah, bet we're gonna they hear got it. yeah they got i think it. this is like the, the opening <laughs> well and we can even jump we'll skip past one story and go on to the next one where uh netflix to air the soup spiritual successor the joel McHale show starring joel McHale. Um, so this I got from iGen, but it's basically just from Joel McHale's Twitter. Um, it's really, it's premiering February 18th. And that seems super interesting to me because now they are going to have like a weekly show. Right. Yeah. Because that's how they talked about it. It's not going to just be released all at once. It's going to be a weekly, you know, show like The Soup was. And it's like, huh. Now, just kind of like what, you know, I've been talking about the past couple months like why i don't come back netflix is like oh it comes out i watch it and then i don't go back to that every day but if this gets me there and then, then there's something new popped up i'm like oh okay and then you click on that it's like that's a really smart way and i'm surprised they haven't done anything like this yet but this is a this is a good way because it's very pop culture right too 
because then they can bring in their own advertisements inside of this show and talk about stuff in between mm-hmm. while having it on and bringing people back on a weekly basis. They're probably testing the waters with that. Um, you know, when they were like the walking dead has the talking dead. You know, oh they, yeah, yeah. They did that for stranger things. Like, I didn't watch any of it, no, but I like, I'm sure, like maybe, maybe like actually got enough viewers for them to warrant it. But I mean, sure. Yeah. yeah. Seems cool. be really interesting to see that model change. When I liked the soup a lot, you know, when it was on and I enjoyed it, it was always one of like, it was the only show on E ever watched. They'd talk about E shows all the time. And it's like, <laughs> I don't really know what you're referencing, but seems pretty crazy. You know, those Kardashians. Um, but I think that's just an interesting, like, really diversifying what they do too. Cause they're always known as the, oh, a TV show comes out, it's all out, all at the same time. Like, that's just yeah. what they're known for. So, them having a show that's bringing you back every single week. Seems like a really smart idea, especially with them starting to have more and more of like, this is only on Netflix kind of thing. Right. Um, taking a step back, uh, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. New Cat in the Hat movie in work from Warner Brothers. Warner Animation Group is ready to have lots of good fun that is funny. Uh, the animation division of Warner Brothers Pictures has struck a deal with Dr. Seuss Enterprises to produce a series of films based on the characters and stories created by childhood mainstay Dr. Seuss. The company jointly announced Wednesday. Weird. Right? It, it couldn't be any worse than the Mike Myers one. It can't be. Well, they're all animated. They're all animated. <laughs> and they're, but they're all going to be theatrical, which I thought was interesting, too. They're not like... Because there's so many, you know, Dr. Seuss films that... Yeah. I mean, you know... Like, I mean, the, like, the last one I can think of is the Lorax. Yeah. Right? That one just got bashed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they go to, like, traditional animation, too. They're probably not going they're to. Not gonna. But they're it would gone. be great to see that because i remember the old ones mm-hmm. that like we, i watched growing up as a kid and those are awesome and it'd be cool to see that because that's what was so i feel like was missing with the lorax movie was that look of the storybookness right of the original yeah. you know dr seuss books like there was there was nothing like inherently wrong with lorax but like that feel was always so dr seuss like right. the how everything yeah. was drawn and how everything was like played out it just didn't come across as well in 3d unless they did like the charlie brown kind of thing i thought it looked fine i thought the lorax itself it looks fine fine. like like like, but uh but like my issue is like with um because they're redoing they're doing a doing a new grinch movie Mm. and then they release the picture what the grinch looks like he has more like kind of like a a bugs bunny thing going on instead of his sinister like greedy smile it's like but like they because they there was like weird because they even had an image of him doing his creepy smile but instead they went with him being more sleek and sly. It's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it seems yeah. like you're going to a weird direction with it. But uh, you know, as long as we don't get like a your mean one Mr. Grinch rap or like a techno remix or something like that, I'm fine. Techno, <laughs> techno just that dubstep. Just, yeah, just... Mean one. Just like, oh no, what's happening? Uh, I just thought it was interesting. There's just a lot of like it just going along with like there's just the nostalgia train with like Animaniacs coming back, like all these weird like yeah, Animaniacs, Mighty Ducks, yeah, uh, God, Nickelodeon all over the place. Well, I mean, uh, Hey Arnold just had a movie. We've got um, we got Rocco's Modern Life coming back. Like, it's just weird. Samurai Jack came back last year and like all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so moving on, the next story I want to talk about is there was a trailer for Crocodile Dundee like two. Starring Danny McBride and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> so and, fucking funny. And it's so good. <laughs> it's it's so just funny. it's just this shot, this like super wide <laughs> shot of just a bus pulling up. Chris Hemsworth's just standing there. Danny McBride comes up and it like what is he's just like he's like, Are you uh Brian Dundee? He's like, Yep. <laughs> really? Really? Yep. <laughs> really? 
Yep. Like, and they just do that for, and it's hilarious, and it just cuts. And then there's another shot. Of what does Danny McBride say? He, he's a, he goes, good day, losers. Yeah. <laughs> just this huge panning shot of him, like, standing over, like, a waterfall. And it's like, oh, man, this movie. Like, I no one had heard about this. It was this trailer that just popped out of nowhere. No one had any context. They're like, oh, my gosh, is this, like, a movie that's coming out? Yeah. Only to find out that it's a fake and it's a tourism video for Australia. It just the night it, it wouldn't cut so deep if they said that at yeah. the end of those. And yeah, there was at least like two days of we don't know what this is for. Is this real? Like this has to be real, right? Like, I, I don't I don't watch the Crocodile Dundee movies for realism. So like just saying Danny McBride is Crocodile Dundee's son. It's like totally it's like sure soul. yeah I'll watch it man because you got Chris Hemsworth in there yeah and Chris Hemsworth like and that's that like Chris Hemsworth is funny yeah they never mm-hmm. gave him enough opportunities and that's why I like Thor Ragnarok like they gave him opportunities to be funny he has a really weird delivery that's super funny and like find out this is fake it's like no you made me want this now give it back, give give it it back, back. to me <laughs> you owe me this like it's super uh. like I'm just so bummed. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not nearly as bummed as you two are. It could have been so good. Yeah. Uh, I, need, I need a good, refreshing comedy right now. Yeah, right? Like, I just <laughs> need to see right now. It would just be such a, like... Uh, there's just so much, like, there's so much opportunity. Like, it yeah. could be great. Yeah. Like, just thinking about those two, it's like, yeah, that'd be a great combo. Like, one you wouldn't, like, necessarily see coming, but, like, I feel like they'd play off each other really well. And then it's just, like, it's a fake thing, and it's, like, a tourism video. It's like, oh. Well, who comments, who said like you know who should we get Danny McBride <laughs> yeah right that'd be great who said that yeah, like, I mean, great choice concept. great choice but who said that <laughs> <laughs> hey we'll get Chris Hemsworth to be him that's that's cool but it's not funny Danny McBride it's a pretty funny it's guy it's pretty funny so guy like, alright sure, sure and not? there's not even like some weird pitch about like Australia it's just like yeah we know Crocodile Diddy like takes place in Australia like that's all we know and so like that being like but what is this like selling us right now? Yeah, like, it's... Selling is there gonna be more teaser trailers? Is it gonna be like Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if there's more coming out as the days go I mean, on. Like what else I mean, you got like Road Warrior, Pitch Black. <laughs> oh man, yeah, what if it's like a theme stuff? That'd be interesting. Just Danny McBride playing all these like <laughs> sons of characters. Ugh. <laughs> 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 That's it's so weird, but yeah, I mean, I guess it worked. Like people are talking about I it. I guess, but I just feel like <laughs> it's just in a different way than I feel like they expected it to be. Right. Like that doesn't make me want to go to Australia. It makes me mad that there's not a movie called Crocodile Dundee Two starring Danny McBride. Well, see, <laughs> see now you know Australia. Like you know, with the the popularity of it all, Australia is probably gonna say, "Hey, you know, what? we'll probably we'll finance it. We'll do it." And you know, like I'll be there in line. You'll know, first in line, being begrudgingly going, "Thanks." Like, like uh, grabbing my ticket. Like, my arm, like, God. <laughs> Ugh, such a bummer. Um, you added this. How, what do you want to talk about with this next story? Oh, I just think it's really funny because <laughs> uh, so the, so weird. So the movie, The Snowman, the the murder thriller based off the no- novel, the same name, pushed by Sapphire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Not not the most critically acclaimed movie of the year. No. Uh, and from why, like, it just, like, complete, like, doesn't make sense. And the director has openly said, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Because they forgot to shoot 15% of the movie. Oh. And it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> how does that happen? Yeah, 15% of the movie. And, like, how could you just go into the editing room and go, what's, what's wrong with this movie? Well, <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something. <laughs> hey, uh, John, where's the scene 4B? 
Uh, I got 4C. <laughs> yeah, but what about 4B? It's right before that. I got 4A. <laughs> yeah, but what about 4B? That, that's an integral part of the story to connect these two points. Uh, I don't see what you're going with. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Yeah, like, so... Who do who do we blame? Isn't Is that it crazy? like the producer, the production manager, the coordinator, the AD? Like who dropped yeah. the, the ball? The script supervisor. Like, there's so many people that they should have had to run through. Yeah. That like, how, how do you miss it? <laughs> yeah, according to the director, like they just didn't have enough shooting time, and like they were just like, really crunched for time, and they just, they just overlooked it. And, like, I like I like the idea that it was shot in like the early part of the year, so like they were there during February, and they're like, oh, all these shots are gonna be on February 29th, and there's just no, oh no, there wasn't that day this year. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how, you know, like at that point when you're at your crunch and you know you can't shoot. 15% of your script is when you start to rewrite your script. Right. Right. Like, well, that's what they had to do. Like after they had shot everything. <laughs> I used to imagine like, you know, like, you know, the director saying like, Hey man, like we don't have to 15% of the movie. And then there's Max Bial stock, you know, in the producer's check on a failing high budget film. You say. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, did they not have the budget to do reshoots? Well, it was, it was, it was all in Sweden with actors from there. So why didn't they just have pickups? If they're all there. No, I think the actors were somewhere from, uh, were locals of in Sweden. Sweden. So but it was like, but there was uh, there was like three big Hollywood actors in it. Got it. Yeah, yeah it wasn't. Yeah, it was like Fastbender, I think. Yeah, man, I, there was, I can't remember the other I'm people. sorry, but if. Right, <laughs> like, right. But like. Uh, it just seems like that's no, there's no excuse for that. There's, there's no, yeah. There is no excuse for it. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Just uh, like who who is never gonna work again? Right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> we got enough to feed three people. I got three people. <laughs> so oh, we can weird. take four people on this uh, if you want to come. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, cool. So that's kind of the main news stuff we have for this week. The next thing we're gonna talk about uh, is we've got our nominations for the 90th annual Oscars. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted to talk about some of them. We didn't want to do a full topic on this because we haven't seen all of these movies, so uh, we can't necessarily go all in on theirs. But there's a couple categories that we wanted to talk about. Um, is there any specific ones you have right off the bat, Rowan? Well, I think one of the big, ups, like, not upsets, but just like, whoa, we've never seen this happen before, is that Logan got nominated for Best Adapted screenplay which john does not want it to be in that i know i didn't say that. <laughs> i just think it's a little weird how they listed it that's all go on bro. But, but like for a superhero film comic mm. adaptation like we've never seen that before no. totally never which also just sort of like reinforces my love for that movie as like a genre bending yeah. film yeah i just happened to watch it the other day and like for the first time since we had watched it last year and i was like this is great. Like there is like such a tone that you forget. You want to like there are times you honestly forget that you're watching like an X Men movie, right? Like, yeah. Because it's not just the formulaic version of an X Men movie. Like it is a different way of telling stories. They take their time. They it's just so slow and quiet. Yeah, and just totally. Really just breathe it all in and just like even when the hard parts hit, it's just like oh, yeah. That's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shame to see it go. It's a shame to see it go. Um. Some of the ones that I thought, I mean, I always like the sound categories. Mm -hmm. Of course you do. And I mean, the best sound editing and best sound mixing. I thought the sound editing one was interesting because I really want Dunkirk to win. Mm -hmm. But I have a feeling that Blade Runner is going to win. Mm. Blade Runners. That's a good sounding movie. 
But yeah, I just feel it's like so pleasant to listen to. <laughs> I think it should. It's tough because I think that should like. I think I should win mixing. And I, we were talking about Star Wars too. It's like Star Wars is so like <laughs> we've been using the same sounds, and it's still fantastic. They're right. always on that level. But it's like, yeah, we expected this point, but like Dunkirk. But man. also, the I feel like the weird thing about sound editing and sound mixing in the Oscars for some reason it always seems that best sound mixing goes to whichever film has the biggest explosion. Totally. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, that seems to be the, the case, so it's really like, the question is like, okay, what was the biggest explosion on screen this yeah, year? Yeah, basically. Like, I mean, they might, I mean, the Star Wars actually might have a good shot at it if people take into account the, uh, um, hyperspace yeah. thing because like that was a cool moment yeah, like a, even though it's it even though moment. it's literally the opposite of what you said it's right. the most quiet point in that movie which would be a nice change yeah right yeah. but like that's a scene yeah <laughs> we're talking about as a whole guys i mean yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see where those go i always feel like i'm surprised for best original score that blade runner wasn't in there i know but then again, I, I wonder if they feel... take it more of as like the diage diegetic music yeah. where it's like, oh. that is the sound oh. versus like it's oh. music kind of thing. Right. So it's like, that's like an interesting thought that's about that. That's kind of how I interpreted it is that they were like, there's not really a soundtrack, yeah. but the music is just sort of like the environment of the movie. Yeah, totally. It is the movie. <laughs> it is the movie. Um, can we talk a little bit about best animated? Oh, you mean like, uh, you mean we're how boss baby and Ferdinand are probably in the top two, you know, and then we're just waiting to see who gets third place. God, just... I'm so mad about this. Say more. There are two, there are like, there are two fantastic movies that came out this year that aren't even on this list. Oh, really? Rob? What, yeah. what, 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 name one of those movies. I... Uh, one of them is uh, your name, a movie that I've been talking about a ton. I have everyone I, first I've ever should heard go of watch that movie, rent it, buy it, buy it like five times. And then you have a silent voice, which on repeat viewings, I love more and more too. It's like, and it's a very like on topic movie too. Cause it's about bullying. It's about um, depression, like suicide. Like it has a lot of like interesting topics. And then you have boss baby and Ferdinand are on this list. And those movies are nowhere to be found. Sure. I get it. They're anime. They're less, uh, there's not as much over here, but both of those had theatrical releases in the U S right. where that usually never happens. Drives like, me nuts. I mean, just don't even have those places if you're going to nominate those movies. I'm just like, because <laughs> there's always we, me and John looked at like the past years for like animated movies. There's always some like, all right, this is not not the best movie. There's, like, some, there's some years where there's only like three movies competing. It's yeah, like, it's like why like Boss Baby and Ferdinand? Come on. Yeah, Come on. I just. I'm looking at the list right now of like the animated films that came out this year, and it's not good. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's not good. It's good, but like not. I mean, Lego Batman. Movie I would have put Lego like, Batman movie well, on there. The original Lego movie didn't get on there yeah. either, which is a crime. <laughs> like, that movie is incredible. I'm just I. Who? What bribery was done to get Ferdinand onto this list? Well, it's just one of those things where it's like you know you can look at like Breadwinner, which was. Um, a, it was by the guys who did oh, Sound uh, of the Sea Song and, uh, of Sound of the Sea and Secret uh, of Kells. Yeah. It was pushed by Angelia Jolie. She was a big producer on that project. Like, sure, I get it with that. Um, Loving Vincent is one of those like movies about art, and it was the first fully uh, oil painted, painted animated animated movie. Um, so it's like, yeah, sure. And like you have Coco, which obviously is Pixar. It's just it's gonna get in there regardless. Right. Yeah. And you have Boss Baby, and you have Ferdinand, which have like a famous actor in them as the voice. And it's like, what movie doesn't 
Right. <laughs> like, I don't understand how you... <sighs> it just drives me nuts because, like, if the other two movies were just movies I liked, but at least with a silent voice, it's, like, very on topic with, like, what we are talking about in the conversations we're having now. Right. And it just seems really, like, ignorant of, like... <laughs> Animated like cinema. The Academy ignorant. You yeah, said. Yeah, right. Just, <laughs> when honestly, in this year, the, a lot of the other picks were the opposite of that. We right. have a lot of diversity in a lot of the other things, and you just have this category. It's like, God damn it! Yeah. It yeah. I mean, one thing that I am really excited about is the fact that Shape of Water got the, the most most the nominations. Most nominations. nominations. It's like okay, Which is so just more of a shame that I haven't seen it. Yet. Yeah, I'm seeing it this weekend. And it's just like you've got like a horror film, fantasy elements, romance, romance, yeah. right? Like the, uh, you know, you look at it and it's just like I'm stoked, I'm yeah. super stoked. Yeah. But it's like the last time a film that had like magical realism of any sort, like as that got this many Oscars, was like Return of the King. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool to see that genre kind of come through. Also seeing, like, Get Out also being nominated. Totally so, like, yeah. we've got two horror films for Best Picture this year. Like, right. never has happened. No, 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 no. Like, what? Yeah, it's a pretty cool year that. for that kind of stuff, for sure. The one thing I would say that the biggest shame is that War for the Planet of the Apes didn't get more. Oh, and it was oh, very overlooked. Effects. Which, like, visual effects, I think it should yeah, totally. honestly win. It should win. Like, yeah, Blade Runner is beautiful. But, like, we're for the Planet of the Apes, man. They have stepped up. Like, even from just looking at, uh, was it Rise? Was Rise the first one? Rise, Dawn, yeah. Yeah. Wait. Like, even from Rise to now, it's insanely better. And yeah. just, like, the motion capture and all that kind of stuff is incredible. Like, did Andy Serkis get nominated for anything? No. no. Of course he didn't. Man! Of course he didn't get nominated Gosh. for anything. He kills it in that movie, too. Um, best original screenplay is a really cool category this year too mm -hmm. uh because you have emily v gordon and camille nanjiani for the big sick which i watched and i loved that movie um jordan peele with get out greta gerwig with Lady Bird, guillermo del toro and vanessa taylor for shape of water and then martin mcdonough with three three billboards outside of ebbing missouri like what a great yeah like original screenplay like variety list. right there man yeah and that's what's like tough it's like yeah the variety of that is nuts like it's not like you know three of the same movie and two like oh these are like outlier ones like these are all so different right and like how do you even pick <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think i think get out's gonna clean up pretty well and ladybird yeah i think those two are probably gonna be i think shape of water despite all of its nominations there's a good chance we're not gonna see as much from it just no. because it is a little bit of a weird film yeah well like... it's got it's got a lot of big competition in a lot of the categories yeah. that it's in um mm. i think it will still win a couple oh but, yeah it will uh, like yeah um Oh, this was a, this. Uh, me and John were talking about this earlier. Mm -hmm. Who do who do you pick for best best actor? Is it going to be Daniel Day Lewis, or they're finally going to give one to Gary Oldman? Oh man, isn't that a tough one? That's like so it's like tough. one of those things. Where it's like, yeah, even Denzel Washington is in there, and he doesn't even have a shot. I mean, I feel like Daniel Day Lewis might have it in the bag just because he announced this is his last movie. That's true, right? Like on the the, the emotional. Isn't that such a like, like, like? Isn't that so like? If I'm just Gary Oldman, I'm just like. <laughs> Why now? Because you know he's just gonna come back. I'm just being angry, angry. right? Like, well, yeah. I mean, it's just like Gary Oldman has fought tooth and nail oh, man. as like one of the best character actors ever, ever 
and not being recognized until he started doing like big triple A like action yeah. movies yeah. where he's not even at his best. Yeah. Yeah, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His like best performances aren't the ones anyone knows him for. <laughs> right. Because you wouldn't know it's him. Yeah, right. Did just, you see the the gif of him dancing around in the Winston Churchill? <laughs> oh, <laughs> <No>. yeah. <laughs> it's so good. We're doing like a little jig. It's like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. I just imagine like Gary Oldman like sitting in his nightgown and like in the front of a fireplace and like on to his left is like this giant mural of Daniel Day Lewis while he's like sits like this like giant glasses of brandy and like every night. and then he has like someone just pulls it down and puts up a new one and just does it every it's night. It's like a like a, a wig cap on it. <laughs> he's just dressed up as Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> just in makeup as Daniel Day Lewis. The perfect representation. <laughs> That's the big secret. Daniel Day-Lewis, he didn't star in the... Yeah, it's going to be Gary Oldman the whole time! <laughs> he just, yeah, it's, that's the reveal on stage. It's just him just, like, ripping the mask off and be like, it was me the whole time. Daniel Day-Lewis, he's been dead for the past three years. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, oh. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, who do you think wins back to director? Well, one, I want to point out that it's awesome to see the, the diversity, right? Like, yeah, Jordan Peele... Greta Gerwig and Gamal Del Toro, like, the three of them are, like, I'm so glad to see them on that list. Um, I think that my bet is it's going to be on one of those three. I don't think that, I think Christopher Nolan didn't quite hit it hard enough on Dunkirk. I think a lot of people no. didn't think it. As yeah, it would not be, if, if I were to pick any of his films, it would not be that one for sure. Um, I think it's going to be Jordan Peele. Yeah, that's a really good possibility. I mean, Del Toro won the Golden Globe. Yeah. So there, that is like a possible indicator, yeah. um, which you know, for me, like being a huge fan of him and like yeah. just loving yeah. him. It's totally like a, I want him. To I win want him for to sure. win. But yeah. I, I just do like think that Jordan Peele has a really good chance. I think that the, um, just the train behind Get Out, yeah, especially with the this list. Even I mean, Shape of Water does have a really big, you know. But it's hard to say, like Lady Bird, like when it could came come out, out just like it has been a steamroller of mm -hmm. a indie success film, yeah. right? Yeah. Just like. I'm surprised with how late Shape of Water came out, how big it is in the nominations right. too, right? Well, it, it you know it came out right in the Oscar season, right? yeah. Like, but like, like even it, it felt like it even came out late, right? In yeah, those, you know, December, like, yeah, it's like yeah. It'll be an interesting category. I'm yeah, I'm that I'll be I'll be super stoked to see how that goes down. What's your call for best picture? Hmm. I'm looking that's at the tough. list now. That's so tough. It's probably gonna be. This one's tough. It's so I don't know. Tough. Jeez. It, even the films that I have seen, it's tough. I just don't. None of, them, none of these films really stand out to me. I mean, I like Ladybird. I really like Ladybird a lot. I but. just, <laughs> it's one of the weird things. Is one this list is so diverse, yeah. right? Like none, yeah. of, like a lot of these films are like it's not just like here we have the best dramas of the year fighting each other, right? Yeah. We have a like huge variety of types of storytelling happening here, like. In past years, I'd be like, oh, it's definitely this one just because of how the buzz has been. Yeah. But, like, this year, the buzz on all those films is massive. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think, if anything, I would be able to say, I don't think the post is going to make it. There's um, too many nominees. There's just so many. There's too many. Because they have it at, they're, like, they're trying to hit 10 every year, aren't they? Because there's only eight this year. Or right. Nine. Really? Wow. I mean, also, no, there's ten. There's ten to be fair, like, it's not uncommon for Best Director also to take Best Film. 
right? Those two pretty if I'm if I remember right, statistically they tend to end up the same. Hmm. I'm trusting you on that. Hmm. I don't know. That's my vague memory of it. That's <laughs> <It's laughs> <It's> my vague <laughs> memory of the thing I made up. But I don't know, man. It's one of those things where, like, because none of these movies is about the movie industry. Yeah, it could like, be anyone's if, game. If yeah. one of these movies was about the movie industry, yeah, that one's going to win. No, <laughs> right. It doesn't right. even matter. Yeah, it literally it doesn't even matter. matter. Well, and that's what makes me, like, it's just like, man, if Dunkirk was, like, a little bit better, I think it would be, like, a shoe-in. Because, like, you know, World War II stuff always does really right. well. But it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know if, like, enough people really liked it. But it's like... Like, Get Out had the whole, like, first third of the year yeah. of, like, everyone talking about it. And Lady Bird had, like, the whole, like, last half of the year. And then Shape of Water came out and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, everyone needs to go see this. But it was, like, really late. So I feel like it might not have the push. Because, like, the way the voting is is so crazy. Like, yeah. And so the idea that, like, a smaller one would win, I would, I would say more people have seen... Oh, man. I mean, they've got. I would say Get Out, Dunkirk, and Lady Bird are probably on this list the ones that have been seen the most by the people who are voting. Well, that's hard to say because, like, the voting, you know, is also. They all get these screeners. Like, they all get these. I guess they yeah. do. Yeah. Right? It's not like they don't even have to go to the movies to see this. This is, this is delivered to their house for them to watch. But I feel like those three people would have gone and seen in theaters. Yeah. Much think... more likely. And, like, that's that's part of the experience, too. I feel like, especially with something like Get Out. Right. Like the movie experience versus a screener experience of that are going to be two different movies. For sure. Same with Dunkirk. My my guess right now is I would say that Get Out um, and Lady Bird are pretty high up there. I would say that um, Phantom Thread has a high chance only because it's still playing the Daniel Day-Lewis's last yeah. film thing. Like it's... You know the yeah, community. They're, they're playing on a lot of like the community inner will film, be like yeah, yeah, yeah the inner community will be there and then I think the you know from just reviews that I've heard I wouldn't be surprised if three billboards outside of Ebbing Missouri is the sleeper hit yeah that comes yeah. in that no one was expecting to win but could I just think that as much as I want Shape of Water to win I I, I don't, don't think it's gonna think win, it's man. going to just because it's it's just just a little bit out of people's comfort zones to be in the wheelhouse I think. I'm just yeah, throwing I think lots I, of terminology. No, out yeah, I think, but I mean, like, I think it has a great shot with like screenplay. I think it has a great shot with like you know a lot of the other ones, like yeah. production design, visual effects. I think it's oh, it's not even visual effects, but uh, like all the other things that it's in there for, like cinematography, like it has a lot of shots because it's so it's so Guillermo and it's so different from everything else, right? Exactly, um, which is like always been his bread and butter, right? You know, in filmmaking. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be an interesting. Be an interesting year. I thought it was interesting, just a real fast. I mean, if Roger Deakins doesn't get best cinematography this year for Blade Runner, the man's gonna die without an Oscar. Like, I don't know, <laughs> but I think the problem with that is though, Dunkirk has a good shot for cinematography. If they're gonna give a like award to Dunkirk, it's gonna be either cinematography or mixing, or I mean, editing. I mean, also World War II films usually get a production design is another thing. Historically, God, it's so easy. Why is that? Come on. Come on. Thing, <laughs> I know. Like, and I know. It's like everyone has it. It's like, you know, um, like medieval stuff right. <laughs> for anything like European. Like they have so much of that stuff. Right. They can just throw it on like anything. Like production design of the like lowest budget BBC film looks incredible <laughs> because they just have all this stuff. Right. They're just giving it away. But it's just like always period films. 
they yeah. always go for production design because people are just like, we were transported but back like, there. But like, honestly, the, the cinematography in that movie is incredible. Yeah. Like Blade Runner 2. And I think like the biggest like thing with Blade Runner is I don't think a lot of people are going to believe that it's not all CG. Right. You know what I mean? Because that's always whenever like a movie, because like Avatar was like best cinematography. It was like, because it's all CG. Right. Um, and so it was like a pie. Yeah. Yeah. Life exactly. Yeah, Life of Pi. Like, and yeah. everyone's like, they were in a green screen pool yeah, right? but like, it looked really good <laughs> yeah but that's not yeah. so it's like that i feel like that could sure. hurt it in like just some people's minds right um and like darkest hour like mudbound like sure but yeah. yeah i think it's i think it's either dunkirk or blade runner with probably a high probability of blade runner um but i think dunkirk could sneak in yeah just based on it being I just roger deacon just deserves right, an oscar right. <laughs> We get it. <laughs> We're with you. Like, We're with you. You're preaching to the choir. You get it. <laughs> I'm preaching to the people watching at home. You go awesome. vote for people who can't <laughs> vote. If you're part of the academy, you're part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like a really old screener just like watching Dunkirk going, oh yeah, it's totally like that. <laughs> and both <laughs> going, yeah, totally. Click. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> You get it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that has been another episode for you guys. Um, each week we post up a new show. We're going to try doing a couple live streams over the next couple weeks, see how that goes. Um, we're going to start uploading the videos onto YouTube. So if you don't want to watch it live, you can watch it after. Um, but we also do upload on SoundCloud, iTunes, and TuneIn. Um, so join us there if you ever want to. Thanks for watching. Yeah, bye, guys. Bye.